0: You're listening to another episode of A Lady
1: and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We're going to jump right into the show and start with the NFL. Um... If you guys are, I'm sure most of you are aware that this week Antonio Brown, the infamous Antonio Brown, was signed by the Bucks. And the question I have for the guys is this a boss move or a soft move? Is this going to benefit the Bucks ultimately, or is Antonio going to bring his baggage of drama with him?
2: The Buccaneers are like the all-star team of 2012. All their players are just like super like nice, but super old. Um, And so I I don't know, like, I I guess we have to see like, you know, Antonio Brown, like, I don't know what he was smoking last year. I don't know what he was doing last year, but he was on some other stuff and it didn't matter who, what team he was on. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see, but I do think it's interesting that he comes back with Tom Brady again, him, Tom Brady, bit of rapport. And look, Fantasy wise, Antonio Brown was doing some damage with, with Tom Brady, but it's a new offense, new scheme. Uh, I'm a I'm gonna give it a boss move. Uh, I think a soft move would've been going to the Chiefs. A boss move is coming to the to to the Bucks.
0: Yeah, it's a boss move and it's a smart move. <laughs> it's just both. Um, I think Antonio. I could be wrong on this. can fact check me. But I think he only played for, you know, basically, oh maybe three quarterbacks. Um, so when you're coming back eight games into the season, it's just smart to play with somebody that you had some chemistry with. You know, that's just smart. Um, they're four and two right now. He, if he can play anything like he played before, he's a missing piece for them. So they're going to be a better team. So I think it's just, I think it's definitely a boss move. I think it's definitely a smart move. And I think it was his best option unless he wanted to go back to Pittsburgh and they wasn't having that.
3: I think it was a soft move for the simple fact that the Buccaneers are not guaranteed to win this year. Um, it would have been a better position where a quarterback could actually throw the ball like Seattle and have time to throw. Brady has not impressed me this season. Trust me, he has, he's on my fantasy league, both of my leagues and he has not put up numbers. Russell Wilson would have helped them and get them to that platform. And plus, the Buccaneers have so many star players they have. One football. So his numbers may not look the same or, or, or if they do too much with him, they may hinder the other players around him. So, no,
0: but, look, but look at this field too. Mm-hmm. Like Brady right now, all his weapons are down the, threat, down the field guys. Yeah. Mike Evans, Godwin, um Gronk, these guys is old. He need an Edelman. So if if uh, if Antonio Brown comes in with that type of form, the short passing and everything, running those those routes, I think he'll fit in perfectly just for Brady. Because Brady, come on now, Brady's
3: running his own offense.
1: That's <laughs> <Let's laughs> not it twisted.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that, but it's still new offense. And I think uh for his career, just to show he needed someone, I think West Russell Westbrook, Westbrook would have been a better environment that uh, seattle for him to well, you West know Brooklyn, huh? russell not West where, not russell, oh. russell wilson would have been a and seattle better environment for him and plus he's from florida i think based upon instagram you got to move away show that you could thrive in different environments so i don't see it's good for him he's i don't been driving to pittsburgh for years what are you talking about away from home ad ab right yeah, yeah. He, he robbed already away from home. You act like he didn't thrive already. But now he I think he lives in Florida now. So he's post to home. More issue. All the drama was home. I know he's from Hollywood, Hollywood, Florida. He's from Hollywood, Florida. Drama. Get away from home.
2: That's what I'm saying. So we'll yeah, but see. home is still like Tampa is not by Miami. Hollywood's close to Miami. Right. His issue was cocaine.
1: That's, that's right. his issue was. I'm like, he had a drug problem, not a home problem. <laughs>
3: Dude. So so I'm saying, oh, he, that, yeah, he should have left in a better and environment. And and his head coach was his old offensive coordinator.
0: That's major. <clears throat> it's a no-brainer for me for him with that move. Power move,
3: AB. Yeah. Weak move, AB.
1: Look, listen <laughs> to me. Now, we all know Antonio Brown is a um, bag of legal problems mixed with a little bit of drugs, okay? Um, But this is Antonio Brown we're talking about. Like, this man's talent, like, I used to see him do things for Pittsburgh that I was like, yo, just how is this possible, right? And so Tampa Bay has a firepower offense. And with his addition, man, I like it. I like it. I'm I'm excited to see um, how that meshes. Um, There's no way anyone can view this as a soft move um, legitimately. Like if you like football and you like high power talent, like I just don't see how this is a soft move. Sorry, Phil. I, I just don't get it.
0: I understand. He's still sorry, sorry Phil. Sorry, Phil. That's a segment. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go on sticking in the NFL vein. Um, you know, it's a little early in the season. We're only, what, six games for some in or maybe seven games for others. Um, but let's start talking about the playoffs, the NFL playoffs, and, and kind of this format. And the question I want to throw out to the guys is: Should all division champions champions automatically make it to the playoffs? So, if you have your Kansas City sitting at fifteen and one or fourteen and two, and you have, let's say, the Eagles sitting at three and four. I mean, hear me: three and four is more than seven games. But um, let's say they're at like six and ten. Is it fair that they get a spot just off the strength that they're at the top of the division? What do you guys think?
2: Not only did they get a spot, they get home a home field advantage that first round. So I, yeah, that's crazy. I, I you know, look, this year we may benefit from that, but uh, if you, you you want the playoffs, should be about the best teams playing. Playoffs should be about the best competition playing. You want to watch good football. That's why you turn it on. Now, any given Sunday, any team can win, right? And we've seen teams with bad records go into playoffs and make some noise. The Giants did it. The year they upset the perfect perfect Patriots. Packers have done it. Eagles have done it. But they at least got in with a top six record in their conference. It's a whole other thing when – a, a team that may be 10 and six doesn't make it because a team that's nine and seven wins their division. So I, I think that the NFL should really look into. Um, not allowing a division champ with a poor record to get in. It, you know, it's like, you know, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, not allowing the popular vote to elect the president, but still using the electoral college. It just doesn't make sense. If you're trying to talk about good football and moving, the, moving things forward.
0: It's so many things you had to dismantle, though, to be honest. Um, because the reality is, you can't really tell. Oftentimes, the best teams, because sometimes you're in these divisions where you play in certain teams twice a year. Um, so, if you want to do it in my like state, the Giants, yeah, like, like see, let, let, <laughs> see, yeah. all right, I, I wasn't going there. I was saying like I was saying more so like the Patriots. The Patriots been fortunate enough to be in a weak division. For years and years and years, and they they've been able to benefit uh, only having to play some tough football or uh, when playoff time comes. So I would say if you change the schedule and get rid of divisions, then that conversation for me makes more sense. Um, because you can you can do you can like have everybody on an equal strength of schedule. Uh, right now you can't do that because certain divisions is whack and certain divisions is good. Um, right. and it wouldn't be fair to everybody.
3: Right. And you know what? I, I kind of agree with that. Um, imagine they decided to do this in 2007. And you would never hear the story of the New York Giants. Imagine they decided to do it in 2011, 2012. The Giants again. So I understand that, yeah, it's not good for football. But guess what? All you have to do is win your division and go forward. Let them, let them prove that they deserve to be there in the playoff. And plus, revenue-wise, a lot of teams, owners will not go for it. The owners want their team to go to the playoff that makes that extra money. So unless, like Calvin said, um, Calvin says um, they change the format, remain as it is. Only thing I will change is that the better record will have the home field
2: advantage versus the division. What I would say is this. A way you could do it, if, you're, if a team wins the division, but they're like, Really have like don't have the best record, they don't have a better record than a team that misses the playoffs. I feel that like there should be a play-in game where those two teams have to go head to head, and the winner goes on to play in the playoffs.
1: Makes sense, I guess. Keeping in that same vein, and and I I mean. Like, I can I understand both sides of the coin for this argument, um, but being a Giants fan, and Phil just mentioned, you know, our Cinderella runs, I kind of feel like, nah, leave, leave it as it is. Because imagine not being able to experience that. Imagine Brady having, how much rings he would have had? Seven? Eight. Eight. Yeah, like come on. So we
3: snatched two from him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm definitely on the bias side. I guess keeping with that same vein, though, um, the NBA, we know, you know, the NBA bubble is complete for this season. Um, Should they have implemented, because of the nuances and the new dynamics of the season, should they have done the top 16? Um, top 16 teams make the playoff uh, format. Do you think that's something they should have done then? Is it something that we should consider going forward? What do you guys think?
3: No. Don't do it. That means that the Knicks would never see a playoff spot <laughs> again. No. Didn't I see yeah. one
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let me, Let me mind my business. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. I, I here's my thought process right my thought process is that i think that by letting bad teams into the playoffs it keeps them bad so like if you get in the playoffs as a seventh eighth seed in the east back in the day you could be like 30 and and uh not gonna 30 37 and and 45 right and get a playoffs as an eight seed you really should be a lottery team I've access to lottery talent but you're playing in the playoffs and Western conference teams that have better records are getting better by getting a better draft positioning and so I, I think that I do think the NBA missed the opportunity just to see because people have talked about it uh, and everyone says this is uh a a everyone says this is a aster championship anyway just, just to see what it would have looked like to have, regardless of city, regardless of conference, if you had the um, best record, I think you'd be able to see a difference and kind of change of seating a little bit more. And, I uh,
1: mean, would we be okay, though, with only three teams from the East being in the playoffs?
0: I'll and definitely I'll, 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 go ahead, I mean
3: go, go ahead, ahead Phil. Go ahead. You're the basketball guru. Go ahead. We'll
0: appreciate that. Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh what I will say to that is the same argue argument you made for Evan is my same argument um that I'm, I'm kind of going you know for and against um I don't think the NBA this year could have done that because it already looked suspect already going into a bubble. So now, like, we already feel that it's, it's a possible asterisk towards, you know, this, this NBA championship. And then you go ahead and do something else. So we just basically threw it out the window now. we like, oh, well, we definitely, this definitely don't count no more. So that's why I would say I wouldn't have done it this year. Now, going forward, I think it's a possible thing we should look at. But um, as I think somebody pointed out already, you take away a lot of, a lot of um, the rivalries and the things that really make the NBA great. East and West, Boston playing LA, Boston playing the Six, uh, I mean LA playing the Sixers, you know, just just rivalries that the NBA um, cherish and, and and sports fans cherish. So I, you know, just for those reasons, I I guess I don't have a side. I, I guess I say keep it the same right now and just try to figure out a way to make it a little bit more fair as far as draft picks and free agency. Mm-hmm.
1: So. And 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 I'm with you, Kelvin. I think one of the things that make um any sports, basketball, football in particular, exciting, are the rivalries, the competition. And I think you automatically take that out given our east and west breakdown, right? Um then secondly, my Knicks would never ever have a chance in the playoffs again. Like
2: Ever. Oh well, no, 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 no. We will
1: never no, have no, a chance no. in the playoffs again. You,
2: you, you just, you just feel, niece. No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought you were Brooklyn. I thought you were Brooklyn.
1: No, but I'm, I'm from New York too, Nico. Oh no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, this is not fair, yo. <laughs> Dion, carry on. I, I was rudely interrupted by these
2: Philadelphia fans. You know we gotta find two teams, yo. It's not—it's
1: not, no. not fair. Go hey, ahead. hey,
2: hey, Calvin! The Warriors used to be in Philadelphia, so it must be Warriors fans. Yeah, hey, right. We gonna <laughs> no. take those championships too, man. You, the Philadelphia Warriors, man. That's the only Listen. way you get
3: a championship. <laughs> Listen.
1: So, so like the Knicks. Now, the the Brooklyn Nets will, right? Um, but the Knicks would never have an opportunity to make the playoffs. Like they unless they revamp, Jesus Christ comes in place for the Knicks, like all so many things would have to happen for them to have a chance. And so because of that, I'm like, man, like I'm with y'all. Like I really do want to see the best teams hash it out, but the way we have it now is the best way to keep our history intact, keep those competitions brewing and give the Knicks one just one opportunity to make the playoffs before I'm 70. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with it.
3: I definitely agree because if, like you said, the Knicks will never be there and all about the money. I think the best thing is to play in. I think that's, that makes basketball much more interested. Everyone gets the opportunity to play in, gives you a little more basketball, a little more re- revenue. And then finally that you have each team from the West and once each team from the East and let it let them go at it. Because really, I'm looking at the standard last um right now and it would have been only about five or six East teams. Five or six East teams. <laughs> and then everybody else will be the West. Yeah. Come on, owners ain't gonna go for that. So yeah. the play in is probably the best option right now.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we just got a news flash that um the game just started, and Baker Mayfield just threw an interception. I mean, my gosh, it's only been, what, 10 minutes that the game started? All right, moving along. Um, so Stan Van Gundy is the new Pelicans head coach. What do we think he's bringing? Is this good um, for that young franchise? What do we expect to see from them starting next season?
2: Stan Van Gundy is not Jeff Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy is Brett Brown. He will be there for two three years, where he's welcome, and they'll find. They'll find. Hopefully, they they will build around uh, Zion Williamson, get some other star talent, and be trying to find a coach to turn them into a championship contender.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm trying
0: to figure out what's impressive about Stan Van Gundy. I'm, I'm scratching my head. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> a coaching resume. I know he had those years in Orlando um, with that team, um, but yeah, it, it, for me, it's just another. Another tell, uh, another telling sign about, you know, how they view the uh, coaches in the, uh, in the NBA. And Stan Van Gundy doesn't deserve a job like this. I mean, it's a lot of probably more highly qualified guys. And this guy is, is really just not that good of a coach for me. So I'm, I'm kind of shocked that they gave him this opportunity with this young nucleus that has a chance to make some noise. Stan Van Gundy for your, your choice. I mean, with all these names out here. <laughs> okay. I don't get it, but
3: art. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm gonna agree with you because this this is a different brand of basketball. During that time, yes, he was one of the innovators of of, of the you know dive and dish um, kind of thing. That's how he helped Orlando and allowed Dwight to, to to for them to go to the finals. But think about it this way: when he was in Miami, he had Shaq, and he had D way and he had a championship team. And Powerade was like, uh, nah like less than 15, 20 games into the season, nah, you know, and he, he had the Pistons job. He was actually owner. I'm the owner. He was GM and coach and that didn't turn out well. So the opportunities is scarce and, you know, maybe advisor, but head coach, we have so many people out there, you know, Becky Hamm, who else I had on my prediction list. He, he messed up my prediction list. <laughs> you know, we had even um the, the former Nets coach, you know uh, the uh, Atkins, he would have been a better fit. A Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson is a building block. So yeah, at this, these retrends, you know, it, these suits are getting tired and old. You can't keep bringing these old suits out and thinking it's going to be back in style. Um, nothing to Van Gundy um, fan, family, great coaching tree, but I think it's time for for other young people who who are closer net to this team. This team is a young team, so they need someone who Who've been there, played play the death style, and understand the new style of being a championship contender.
1: Um, I'm with Kelvin. I am so underwhelmed by Van Gundy. Like, I don't care. I, he's not gonna. I don't care. So I'll just leave it at that. Like, there's nothing really for me to talk about.
0: <laughs> no, you said you said it perfectly right there. <laughs> like I don't care. it's probably the summary of this, man. Because like, <laughs> how or how, like how, right, do do, bro? Like
1: this right.
0: is or ashamed. Like I don't know how you can. Uh, it's terrible though. It's terrible.
1: <sighs> Crazy. So, um let's go ahead and end our segment talking about Major League Baseball. As you know, um the World Series is currently going on. It's Florida and LA again. So it is looking like you know the nba finals all over again just in a different sport um the world series um especially back in the day when the yankees were dominating um ratings through the roof it was crazy the energy was crazy it was like a buzz in the air now we're getting the lowest ratings reported for the world series ever Um, And the question that um, I want the guys to discuss is whether they think um, the amount of viewers, whether that's being affected by the social climate and the social issues. Now, I would say about Major League Baseball, I remember when the Bucks did their protests, um, there were players as well in MLB that protested as well. Um, And so that was the only thing I heard they have done but I'm wondering if that is having a residual effect on you know on viewership now what do you guys think?
2: I think that um, I think live sports in of itself viewership is going down. I, I looked at a report um, that discussed that generation Z doesn't like watch live sports like they just aren't as into it as previous generations. They're not likely to pay to go go watch a game. Now, obviously it's not the whole generation, but viewership has gone down with that generation. And, you know, as you get older and you become more professional, it's harder to sometimes catch every game, you know? So I watch my team and I'll catch some other games here and there, but it's not like when I was 13 to, you know, between the ages of 13 and, and college, I was watching everything. But it's not it's not the same, you know. Generation Z, they're 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 less into community sports. They lessen. They don't even play it as much. I mean, I, you know, I, I oftentimes talk about when I was in high school, we used to break into the gym to play basketball, and now it's sometimes like pulling teeth trying to get kids to play basketball.
1: Hmm. That's true. Yeah.
3: So, mm. so I was going to say is that. During viewership, you're right, because I did do a little research, research, and I was looking at the Nelson ratings, and they said basically every sports went down. Hmm. Um, Hockey, football, Major League Baseball, they said Major League Baseball down 39%, NFL down 14%, NHL 25%, and even the Stanley Cup down 61%. And they said the overall NBA was 48% for, for the playoffs. So they actually did a research and found that it's not about the protests. You know, they say this demographics of last year and this year. So they say 45% of, of for during the finals, this is NBA finals, 45% were white while 55% non-white. That was this year. Last year was 46% viewers were white and 54% were non-white. So what they, what it comes down to is basically this for viewership for sports and, and, I kind of look, I agree. COVID-19, there's other things to worry about than seeing your team. You're trying to figure out food, you're sick, you know, you're quarantined. You would think you'll watch, but you have other things. Am I going to work? Two, you have options. This is the first time in history we had literally all major sports on TV at the same time. Literally all major sports team. And, you know, usually you'll watch, you know, baseball, June, basketball is finished. Then you could you know, ease into ba- uh, baseball, and then you ease into football. You're watching football full-time, then you ease into, back into basketball, and then we have those things. But you literally have options. Who should I watch? I'm watching my team. You get sports fatigue. And, um, and, and those are my top, top three. So it's COVID, options, and the presidential election. So those are my top three um, reasons I feel that viewership has been down. People will stay in the world, before about that, what's going on, then sports, really. So that's what I'm thinking.
0: And I, <clears throat> I actually would agree with you, Phil. Um, and I'm glad you said that, but I think that's that's the narrative that need to be pushed because the narrative that was being pushed is do, uh, because of the, the social injustice and because of the action that the NBA is making with Black Lives Matter and all these things, they were trying to paint that as viewership. So I think these numbers and things should be pointed out, and I think it's just because we have a discombobulated year, man. COVID has is, 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 is destroyed, you know, everything that we traditionally do, and I even think where, um, uh, where Evan Point was, which was well taken. I think we just have to look at the fact that the new generation has more options, you know, they have more options as far as television is concerned, more options with sports, and then you know, uh, they lay a little bit more lazier than we was too, <laughs> naturally so. So. With all those things, um, I'm just glad we can set the record straight and say, you know, uh, America has not just turned their their back on sports because of the social uh, injustice fights.
1: Mm. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Kelvin, and, and what the other guys have said. I think COVID has just revamped how we do life, right? And sports, as much as we love them, as much as people enjoy them, they're not immune from the changes that's going on in our environment. And I think it's just a bit of a weird dynamic. Um, I will say, maybe for basketball and the NFL, and I only noticed based on like Facebook groups that people have been really turned off by. Um, you know any silent protests um, you know people didn't like the, the social justice sayings on the back of the jerseys we sat and watched the opening week of the NFL where you had fans booing you know the players kneeling and so while I don't think that is a major contributor I definitely think it it contributes to the numbers at least for the nfl and and the nba because it, it's one thing when you look at the numbers the nba fell off 48 percent. we're not talking about a 10 15 percent margin right we're talking about almost 50 percent.
3: and dion I'm, I'm sorry to chew. remember also mm-hmm. china who has about they say about six 600 million viewers they mm-hmm. didn't come in until game five Remember they mm-hmm. banned, so you know, mm-hmm. Houston Rockets again did another thing. Maury and his you know protests against or support of the protests in Hong Kong kind of said, you know what Chinese government said, we're not we're not watching basketball. They lost almost about six hundred million viewers. Mm-hmm.
1: So for best
3: this NBA, so I'm sorry to inter- interject, but I think that was no, important that's point.
1: Good. Yeah, no, definitely. And so um, mm-hmm. while it's a bag of dynamics, I do think social justice issues have something to do with it. I don't think it is the main cause of it. Um, But the reality is a lot of white people are just not comfortable with seeing or having these issues or these conversations being displayed, especially on a sports stage, right? People have the mentality of shut up and dribble, shut up and throw the ball, you know, run the ball, like we don't want to hear your opinion. Um, and athletes are commodities to them. Yeah. And it's sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So...
2: It's like, it's like uh, Dr. Ty said when he was on here. Mm-hmm. Many people look to sports to be in a place of escape, right? Mm-hmm. And even I find even in church, you know, people, uh, some people were complaining that I was bringing too many issues of what we're experiencing. We're experiencing right now to the forefront and they just want to escape. So, I mean, I think that may play an element into it. Um, I also think as much as the fans do nothing to contribute to the game per se physically
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's weird watching games without people there like it is, is kind of weird yeah, it, is. it really is the NBA did the
0: best job but just watching yeah. watching football and watching the World Series I'm like yo this is pathetic
1: it is pathetic. It is pathetic. And and it's funny enough, because I still enjoyed the bubble play. Um, yeah. I really liked the screen, like the screens. Obviously, they're not real people, but it still had like a feeling of like, there's an audience here. Yeah,
0: yeah they did the um,
1: Definitely, they did a good job with that. But like you said, watching football, and when they span out, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is
3: to the field. Look like look like Miami, Miami game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like
1: everything
0: can be a Miami game. Especially wow. like if you watching Seattle or, or New Orleans. Like you can almost watch those games banking on the crowd participation to affect the outcome of the game. Absolutely. and I watch Seattle play, I'm like, oh, where's the 12th man
3: at? Like take right. They sold like us, that. they sold us that, didn't they? They sold yeah. us that. That the the the, yeah, the, yeah. the whole narrative is the twelfth man helps change the outcome of a game so you, as an audience you're looking for that and you don't see it it's like uh is it really a win? It's, is it it, a
1: it's not the same even um there's that eagles fan that goes to every live game mm-hmm. i don't know what this guy's name is but it's like i enjoy when the camera spans. like you know what i'm saying like it, it's just certain parts of the game that you're like all right like there's the guy in kansas city that dresses like andy Reid every weekend and, and looks exactly like him
3: yeah.
1: so like they're intangibles and it don't have to be your team they're just intangibles that you see when you watch sports that it's it's just missing
2: yeah
3: so so you could say it's it's part of the game so it's not just the players on the field right so the other interesting parts that they put before us or sold us as audience the 12th man the guy you know <laughs> all these other super too. fans
0: yeah i honestly think that matters too like you know you know period playing sports growing up it's different it hit different when it's a crowd there oh like, yeah it around it you know what i'm saying energy right like yeah. you make a big play like right. you know dudes get out of character or you could tell who really what they say is you can tell who's short when the lights come on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that when you talk about the lights, you're talking about not just the lights. and the, 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 You're talking about the environment. You can yeah. tell who can show up when the true environment. That's why you saw this bubble, which I still some fabricated, some embellished. I don't know how, how to describe it, but those numbers, I put a little asterisk beside some of those numbers. Mm-hmm. Some of these players putting up these numbers. So I'm like, look, bro. It's a little bit different when you got to go, go to another city and play in another gym after traveling. You know, than it is just playing in a comfortable bubble at Disney. Mm-hmm. And you know, after you just turn off the TV, you can go go 10 steps. You know, it's a little bit different. So I gotta see y'all bring that same energy next year, role players on my end. Yeah,
1: nah, for real, nah, for real. For real. So role player
2: Jimmy Butler.
1: Okay, listen, go not <laughs> that. that would have been a perfect <laughs> that would have been a perfect environment for the Knicks, though. i I'm telling you. Everybody been to play. <laughs> Listen, listen, say, (laughs) look, say what you want about the Knicks and we're horrible. We've been horrible. And that's, I don't know if that's going to change, but
2: say with me, Dion. they're horrible. They're horrible. Not weird.
1: Yes. The, the New York Knicks, my hometown Knicks, um, they are horrible. But if you have never been to a Knicks game and I'm not just saying this, you have to go at least once.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is
1: an experience that is unmatched in the NBA.
3: I agree. I I agree.
1: I haven't been to Madison Square. I got to check that out. Oh my gosh! Like Elvin, just once, just once. Like the, it's it's crazy out there.
3: They fool you into every game is like the playoff game.
1: They do. They really (laughs) do. Yeah, we could
3: be. We could be. He could be two and and seventy (laughs) eight or eighty but they're winning they will they propel you they chant yeah. it's like and then you you were like wow that was the finals nope that was the last game of the regular season Time for-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so all right well we'll wrap this up but thank you all for listening this was a great show Um, that last topic, let us know what your opinions are. Why do you think, um, ratings are taking such a hit in all of these sports? I would love to hear, we would love to hear your opinion about that. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at A Lady and that is the and sign, Some Dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.